Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast, The Backer Steelers Show, in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Hey, Steeler Nation, and welcome to the Back Row Steelers Show. I'm Rob Sprout. Welcome to episode 32. This is the uh, the how did we wind up beating the Ravens playing so bad episode of the Back Row Steelers Show. Uh, you know what? We'll get into that. We're going to have a good conversation today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the game with the Ravens. And after we're done talking about the Ravens, I'm going to get on uh, my good buddy Manny over at the Back Row Redskins Show. He still has not changed the name. It's the Back Row Redskins show. He's referring to the Washington football team. Uh, we're going to do an episode together, a little collaboration, since Pittsburgh is playing Washington on Monday. So I figured, why not hit up another Back Row, another Back Row podcast, so we can all like work together. We collaborate as as much as we can and try to work schedules out. I try to do one with the Back Row Ravens show. Uh, didn't, didn't really work out time wise. So here we are. I talked to Manny. It's a little bit late. It is Friday night. You know, we're going to start recording at about 10 30 tonight. It's about 10 PM now. So I figured I'd go ahead and get started before we do though, please go hit me up at back row Steelers on Twitter and Instagram, or feel free to shoot an email to back Steelers at gmail.com. You know what? There was, this is like the sloppiest game ever. So the first quarter, I don't even know. First quarter, I was losing my shit. All right, first quarter, fumble recovery. Uh, you know, based it was like a shit play trying to get in the end zone. Then an interception. Then we intercepted for a touchdown. Uh, it's just a whole weird circle of events that happened. Uh, touchdown was Joe Hayden. Gotta love me some Joe Hayden. I'm really, really, really upset about the way everything went this weekend. With, well, I say this weekend. I don't even know why I'm saying weekend. It was Wednesday, a freaking Wednesday afternoon game. I had to leave work early so I could make it in home in time to watch the game. Either way, I got to see it. I got to see Pittsburgh just kind of, you know, dick around and not really do much. I, it's a typical, we're going to play down to our uh, opponents. And they were expecting Baltimore to be quite weak. And honestly, they were. And Baltimore played a real sloppy game. Problem is, we were just as sloppy. We were lucky to win that game. The whole time I was thinking to myself, man, we got to play Kansas City. We got to play Tennessee again, you know, sometime in the playoffs. We're screwed, like super screwed. We cannot play like this later on in the season. We can't play like this this weekend coming up against Washington, who has a really good defense. But, you know, the bottom line is the play calling in the red zone was just the worst. It was so freaking bad. How do you have end goal situations? Two times we were down our end goal situations couldn't get in the end zone. It was just absolutely ridiculous. Like, I don't even know what to think. You know what? I do know what to think. Fire Fickner. Pittsburgh, are you listening? This guy is trash. You know what happens when we go like no huddle, hurry up situations? Ben calls the plays. We go down the field. It doesn't necessarily need to be a hurry up situation to let somebody who knows what to play, like, what, sorry, what play to call, 
to, to make this happen and for us to get down the field. It's just really, really ridiculous. Uh, I'm, I'm quite over it. I'm over the whole thing. It, I, I am happy we swept Baltimore. A W's a W. I get that. Right. And then you get the whole media thing. And maybe that's going to light a fire under someone's ass in Baltimore. I mean, I mean, yeah, in Baltimore, but light a fire under someone's ass in Pittsburgh more so. Uh, just to get get things moving, get things moving in the right direction. Coach Tomlin, he was pissed at the end of the game. He's like, this is not acceptable. We like, and, and I was too. He just walked out the field and the camera showed him. I don't know if you guys watched like the actual end of the game or not, but he's just walking off the field. It was, he's like, this is the most ridiculous. That's the worst win I, I've seen from Pittsburgh in a long time. I don't know. It, it's just getting really, really old. I'm tired of, why is that a nail biter against a team that's missing their Star wide receiver, we'll call it, he's a tight end, Mark Andrews. They don't have their star quarterback, Lamar Jackson. They're missing Matt Judon. They're missing all kinds of pieces all over the place. Like This this should have been a walk in the park. We should have been up 30 to freaking nothing at the halftime. Instead, we fight to barely hang on for a win. I shouldn't have have had to watch any of the fourth quarter. But instead, I'm sitting on the edge of my couch biting my nails with a minute left in the game. You know, I know I'm not the only one. You guys are all out there watching the same game I'm watching. If the same thing happens against Washington, we're not going to be so lucky because, believe it or not, Washington's not a bad team. And it's going to be kind of tough coming up. Either way, I don't know. I guess we just need to get started, get prepped up here for the Washington football team, or as as Manny's going to call them, I'm sure the Redskins. But in at the end of the day, like, we're really, really – really needing to get our shit together and everyone can blame like oh we didn't get to practice we get getting the game moved and everything kept happening and the situation against baltimore and you know shame on the nfl for making that game have to happen you know denver played with zero starting quarterbacks on their squad they promoted a guy on sunday that was a wide receiver on their practice squad who played quarterback once upon a time in like high school i don't understand why baltimore kept getting things pushed and pushed and pushed. I think the NFL was looking for a little bit more of a, a game against Pittsburgh. Well, they kind of got it because Pittsburgh played like ass. I could rant for a long time about how, how much the NFL really screwed this up, but it's, it's not going to matter. They don't listen. They don't really give a shit what the media says. They don't give a crap what even their own network people say. Roger Goodell is just kind of out. He's doing his own thing. They make decisions that don't make any sense. You know, you put a lot of people in danger with this COVID stuff. You got a team that's got like an epidemic happening on a team and you're like, you know what? How about instead of you guys taking a bus and being isolated from Baltimore, Pittsburgh, not that freaking far. Nope. You guys go to the airport, go to the airport, get on a plane. That's a good idea. Yeah. We're going to fly from Baltimore to Pittsburgh. Like how dumb is that? I, I don't know. I'm just really over it. I'm over the whole situation. I'm over, you know, piss poor decisions being made by the league and being made for teams to be playing. It's just getting really old. I'm sure I'm going to talk about that more with Manny. He's got a little bit more ear to the ground and stuff with with the way things are going on. Quite a few connections in the industry, so maybe he'll have some insight on some things. I'm hoping. But, uh, yeah, with that being said, I'm going to, wrap things up about the the Baltimore game. It was just really, really, really sloppy. And I'm not a fan. 
of you know the outcome of 19 to 14 how friggin' sad is that <sighs> anyway it yeah it, it's just awful i'm over it at least we got the w 11 and 0 i i can be happy about 11 and 0 i don't know that i should be though so yeah before we move on with the back row collaboration show with manny and the back row redskin show uh you know l- last thing to really touch on from this week's game is is going to be Bud Dupree, man. He he tore an ACL, not looking good. And they they immediately put him on IR. So, yeah, we're not going to see Bud Dupree until next year, and that really sucks. But here we are, uh, coming up on the end of the season. Injuries starting to stack up a little bit. Hopefully, we can stay healthy heading into the playoffs. Got kind of screwed on bye weeks. Now we're playing multiple games within short periods of time. I. I it's just getting old either way let's move on to uh you know talking a little bit of sports here with manny he's got a podcast it's something along those lines talking sports with manny and he has the back row redskins show as well so yeah here we go we're gonna get started with that one so we're gonna kick over to that now All right, we are live, but we are not live. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Redskins Show. But this episode happens to be super, super special because this is a collab between the Back Row Redskins Show and the Back Row Steelers Show. I have my main guy right here, Robert Sprout, with me. What's up, Robert? Welcome hey, man. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Hell so yeah. talk to me, man. What are you expecting this week? With this colossal matchup between the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers and the surgeon Washington football team. Hey, you're not wrong about surgeon. Uh, I really feel like y'all's, y'all's defense stepping things up quite a bit. Uh, Alex Smith looking like he's getting a little bit comfortable in there. That's good to see. Uh, I, I always kind of worry about this whole questionable tag thing. You know, I play a lot of fantasy sports, so yeah, I see this questionable tag on a little scary Terry McLaurin there. And, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I get yeah. kind of nervous about it, but I guess hey. he's got a, like a little ankle issue. He's nursing, mm-hmm. um, but he, he seems to be okay. Uh, he, he's a little scary though. Like legit scary. <laughs> he's getting better and better. Like, every he game, better. He, he seems quarterback proof. Right. Um, uh, and uh, proof. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's coverage proof. Like he's yeah. proven that too. And that's kind of scary. You know, Pittsburgh is, is kind of known for our defense right now. Right. Uh, uh, Honestly, like I'm kind of getting leery because Alex Smith getting comfortable in there, and I'm kind of worried y'all going to pick us apart across the middle, and that seems to be something that's going to be happening. More teams are starting to exploit that a little bit, and mm-hmm. I don't think we're we're not really adjusting well enough. And Bud Dupree uh, going down with the, the torn ACL Oof. on Wednesday, man, that that's a that's a big blow. But you know, we big we big have blow. this whole next man up mentality. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We got. Alex Highsmith is going to be out there on the edge. He's a rookie. Uh, I, I don't know, man. It's going to be kind of interesting. If, if we play like we played against Baltimore, we're going to lose. Yeah. I, the the <laughs> thing is, with with Alex Smith, I'm still uh, – he's doing better. He's taking care of the ball for the most part. But it's still like – the Steelers' defense is the Steelers' defense, man. I, I mean, yeah, scary on all three levels, you know. I'm a little bit worried about the pass rush with losing Bud Dupree. Okay. Uh, I do think that, you know, Alex Highsmith's a little underrated. 
because mm-hmm. he hasn't really been in there a whole lot. He gets in occasionally. He right. does have an interception this year. Um, right. I think it was just kind of luck of being where he was, honestly. It wasn't really like a, a, a skill sort of thing. He just happened mm-hmm. to be where the ball was going. Right. So it wasn't like he was reading the quarterback or anything like that. But the the dude is seriously skilled. I was talking him up in the preseason. And even like before, I mean, there wasn't really a preseason. So, but before the actual season started, I was like, look, Highsmith's all motor. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if he fills in. He's no Bud Dupree, but he's, he's no slouch. So right. We'll, we'll see what happens. The pass rush is honestly – I think for any opposing quarterback, it's got to be terrifying. And Alex Smith, like, how mobile is he really? He's not mobile at all. Right. He's and- not mobile at all, and it it kind of scares me. But at the same time, I know that he gets the ball out quick. Um, he's yep. been hitting uh, J.D. McKissick a lot. I think this is going to be a J.D. McKissick-type game, especially if we fall behind. If- yeah, he – He's up there with like, I mean, he's pacing your wide receivers with catches, isn't he? Yeah, I haven't looked at the, the number two targeted stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's up there. <laughs> we but, have no second receiver, so it's Terry or nothing. <laughs> uh, but you, you don't trust Dontrell Inman, nah, or Cam Sims. Nah. What happened to Steven Sims, man? I thought he was coming yeah. on, and then he just, I think maybe he's just, he's just not quarterback proof. Yeah, uh, he's not quarterback proof. I think it was a, a system thing with him. Um, him and Haskins worked together. They worked together pretty well. And then when they kind of switched up the whole system, the whole quarterback, the whole, you know, then we had a, a whole new offensive coordinator, new coach. So yeah, everything we had going on last year just went out the window. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so in dynasty, I had to drop them a lot. Uh, that kind of sucks, man. Like, it depends on how deep your roster is. You know, I, I would think Steven Sims is going to come back. He's he's valuable. He and I, I think it's just a matter of where they're how they're trying to run the offense and everything. And uh, you know, I called it. I, I used to do this podcast, uh, the Dynasty Pros Fantasy mm-hmm. Show. Okay, and that's Bob Miller. He runs the Back Row Ravens Show. And mm-hmm. believe it or not, a Ravens and a Steelers guy came together on a podcast for a while. <laughs> uh, it, it was kind of interesting, but we talked a lot about you know the the football team there, right and what to expect from quarterback play. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, I have a lot of Dwayne Haskins in places. And I said, right. you know, Ron Rivera doesn't get there and then bring his offensive coordinator with him yeah. and then take Kyle Allen yep. with him and not play Kyle Allen. And right. I was like, Kyle Allen's going to start. It's going to happen. And it's mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I called it by like week five. And that, I think week five or four is when it actually happened. Yep. Uh, and then he got hurt. And I was like, man, I don't know. I like Kyle Allen a lot. But- yeah, I like Kyle Allen. Uh, to me, I felt that he was the best quarterback for us this season. I've seen all three yeah. play. When Kyle Allen was in there, he was fluid. He can move the ball. Um, you know, he, he knows the system. He knows. He knew, this, he knew it coming from Carolina. Right. Uh, and you know, I, I'm actually I'm really impressed with the the way you guys have performed this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, just with all the adversity, and then you know your your running backs. You got right. man, you guys can't you can't you cannot you can't you couldn't buy a break with that entire team salary yeah. for running backs, and uh, and it's finally looking good. Like hopefully uh, Antonio Gibson stays healthy. He's really uh, good, I, I don't I don't like going up against teams that are just not at full strength. Right. That that. To to me, it's like, yeah, we can go play you, 
right? And at Pittsburgh, we notoriously play down to people. That's no right. secret, right? right? We go out there. We're lucky to be eleven and zero. I, it's it's a very lucky eleven and zero. I've said honest. that. I've said that over and over on Twitter, and I've been attacked. Um, there's a guy I won't attack there. you. I might I might talk some smack, but you know <laughs> I'm not going to be like no, you're wrong because I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, this guy he writes for the USA Today Wire or something. He's oh, a big yeah. guy. I can't think of his name right now, but uh, you know, when I said it, I said that you guys were lucky. I think it was after the Titans win or heading into that next game. Because the when Titans I watched win that, yeah, I mean Big Ben literally almost gave the game away, and it came down to a missed field goal. Yeah, he's like, when you missed it, you watched his face. Like, right. it's, it's like they have video of it. They're right. Like, it's no secret. It's no right. secret. We are lucky eleven and zero, and then we go and play down to people. I don't. I don't know what to say. You know, honestly, we we don't keep our foot on the gas. We go mm-hmm. out there and do dumb stuff. Like on Wednesday against the Ravens, our first two drives were end goal situations. Can't get in the end zone. Right. Our first touchdown was a Joe Hayden interception. Like, yeah, RG three. I love <laughs> the guy, but man, he don't have no business playing quarterback in the NFL. Nah, RG three has lost the magic he had when he was here in DC. That first season was like one of the best seasons that I've ever it, had. It was amazing. Fan. Yeah, it was amazing. So I think after that injury, it was pretty much over. And also, somebody mentioned to me was that pistol offense that mm-hmm. was kind of new and fresh. You know, he'll kind of fake it to the running back. You know, hold it, pull it back. The NFL has caught on to that right now. So yeah, everyone's doing it. Yeah. So once they got tape on him. It was over. <laughs> right. Right. You know, that was it. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I think he's finally, RG3 might be a little bit confident in uh, his health now, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not translating to playing good quarterback. And it doesn't help that you're a backup. No teams really spend the time when they're backup. Let's be right. real. And yeah. then when it's time to play him, it's like, oh, yeah, that guy is truly a backup quarterback. Um, yeah. <laughs> And it's sad because I really liked RG3. I liked him coming out of college. I liked him that first season, like with the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Man, he was he was magic out there. Yes, sir. Like, oh, this guy is something. This guy is something. And I don't know. For, I think first and foremost, above everything, I'm kind of like I'm just a football fan. Mm-hmm. Like I, I grew up brainwashed into Pittsburgh, so you know that's my jam. But right, uh, for I'm I'm a football fan, and I can appreciate players for being the players and, and what they do and what they bring to the game. So right. And RG3 was one of those guys that I was really excited for. And that injury was really, really devastating. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it happened. Um, but I want to get into some of the matchups. What matchup are you confident in for your Pittsburgh Steelers come Sunday? Oh, man. I, I honestly don't know. I, your, y'all's defense is, is pretty stout, too. Yeah. And I, I think um, we – I real I don't know if you guys are actually going to play matchups, and I don't think it's really smart to to try to 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 match somebody up against our wide receiver core. But that's what scares me the most. You guys' wide receiver core is what we Washington fan wish we had. We have a Terry McLaurin, but we don't have that guy opposite of Terry that can create matchup problems. We don't even have a real tight end. I mean, literally, our top three weapons are Terry, Gibson, and McKissick. But then they're not slouches, but that's that's three people to cover. 
Right, right. Right. We we go out there and we go we go spread. Then you're trying to to cover Juju. You're trying to cover Deontay. You're trying to cover Ebron, James Washington. So, oh, and let you know. Let's let's not forget about Mapletron out there. You know, <laughs> Chase Claypool. Like the dude's just a monster. How do you cover all that? He's one of my favorite wide receivers, and I wanted him so bad um, for our draft, but we didn't have a second-round pick, so it hurt. Oh, I yeah. kind of figured that he would go second round. I was praying really, really hard that he goes third round, but he didn't. I mean, he was a guy that I felt could have fit in perfectly with what we're doing here in Washington, but it didn't happen. I wanted him. I wanted T. Higgins. I wanted Jefferson. Obviously, we didn't have that first-round pick to use, um, but yeah, it was several guys that I wanted that we didn't get. And then we ended up getting Antonio Gibson. I didn't know much about him at the time, so I couldn't, I couldn't be mad about it. So what I did was like any good old fan, I went to YouTube, mm-hmm. watched the highlights and I said, you know what? This guy is special. Yeah. He has breakaway yeah. speed. He's, you know, 220 pounds almost. Um, yeah. 220 pounds. He's like six, one, six, two. He's big. He's fast. He runs a 4-3. What more can yeah. you ask for? But what got me was they said he was a wide receiver, which he was, but he also played some running back. So it was kind of confusing. I'm like, okay, if we're getting a wide receiver, I'm happy because that's what we really need. If we're getting a running back, I'm kind of pissed because we have Bryce Love. We had Darius guys at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had all these different guys. So I'm like, getting another running back is not what we need with our – Second pick, which was the third round pick, you know, a top. So at the time I was mad, but then at the same time, I'm like, we need playmakers. And then we're getting, you know, they're saying he's Alvin Kamara like, and I'm like, hmm. He's Christian McCaffrey like, and I'm like, hmm. I'm not saying that he is going to be one of those guys, but if he can be used like those guys, that was the excitement. I think that's where all the hype and the excitement started, you know. So for those of us who play fantasy that took Antonio Gibson late round, 12th round, all these guys right now are winning. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and you could you could get him late in dynasty startups. It, it ain't happening now. Nah. I can tell nah. you that. Like <laughs> it, it just it's not. Right. And, and especially after watching him what last two games or so. Oh, man. That dude's just pouring it on now and six touchdowns in three games. Oh god, dude's an animal. Eleven uh, touchdowns for the season. He's he has not scored a touchdown in only three games this season. Wow. That, and that's I just have crazy. him I have him on pace for a thousand yards rushing if he averages seventy one rushing yards a game. I don't think he gets seventy rushing yards versus Pittsburgh. I don't know, man. That there's not many running backs do that. Exactly. The, the best running back against Pittsburgh this year has been James Robinson down in Jacksonville, a rookie. Yeah. So, so you know, maybe it was just a matter of <laughs> they had a good game plan. Jacksonville has been running the ball very well, but right. their off, but their offense, hundred percent, runs through their run game, and they are very focused on that. And okay. Let me ask you this: How do you attack this Pittsburgh's defense? Where do you go ooh. to have success? Against this Pittsburgh's defense, honestly, you you gotta you gotta sell out when the pass rush is coming. Mm. Like you you just have to uh, abandon the block, and you saw it with Saquon. Like first thing in the season, right? The the, the yardage that he got was mm. uh, pass yardage. He he wasn't running the ball well, and it's Saquon, you know. Right. But he when they passed the ball to him, 
they sold out. Like, you know what? We're not going to block. We're just going to let Daniel Jones run for his life for a few yards running backward, dump the ball to Saquon, and he goes out there and gets 40 yards. So, okay, so I have Ron Rivera on speed dial. So after this podcast, I'm going to – Man, why do I even say that? Get out of here. Get out of here. giving me right now. So what you're telling me is that if we hit J.D. McKissick, 13 targets, and we hit uh, uh, Gibson with another 10 targets, that we can have some success – yeah, Pittsburgh still is deep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, now let, let's be real here. Daniel Jones is a lot faster than Alex Smith. Absolutely, and that's what scares me because Alex Smith has one leg right now. So he has yeah, one and, leg, I mean, and he's, he's getting out of the way. Like I, I, I'm scared for that dude's life. Man, uh, you know, like, yeah, I'm scared for that dude's life, and he's lucky that Bud Dupree's not going to be hitting him. But yeah. So DJ Watt's going to be breathing down his neck the whole game. I I promise you that. So I figured that TJ Watt matches up against the left tackles. Uh, probably right tackles. TJ Watt usually lines up left side of the defensive line. Okay. So, so if he, you're looking at who's your? Let's see here, right tackle Morgan we moved, Moses. We moved Morgan Moses to the left tackle. This is just how bad that I mean our offensive line has been banged up. Oh, oh. y'all lost y'all y'all lost Christian. Yeah, so we, we lost Christian, and then we're going to have Cornelius Lucas back. There were games that we, where we didn't have Lucas. Yeah, so, okay. So it's going to be some shuffling going around, but for now I believe that they're going to stick with um, Moses on the right side. But if that's where T.J. Watt is going to be coming from, then I can see where they move Morgan Moses back to right tackle. The, yeah, look, we got to neutralize TJ White. He scares me. He yeah, scares yeah, me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he scares uh, me more than JJ Watt. Hey, dude, he swim moves faster than most people in the NFL, and he just makes people look stupid. Yeah, and it sucks. Like, because your your tackle needs to be fairly mobile, mm-hmm. and to be able to to just push that guy out and get your quarterback that extra half a second, maybe a whole second, right? That he needs to get rid of the ball and. You know, Alex Smith is is quite good at getting the ball out quick, and mm-hmm. frankly, he's had to because of his lack of mobility. But right. um, I don't know because T.J. Watt's like the fastest pass rusher in the NFL right now. Exactly, and, and he scared and- me. I mean, we've struggled against teams that only had just one pass rush. Like when we played uh, Arizona, uh, Chandler Jones mm-hmm. had played. Chandler Jones is nasty though. Chandler Jones <laughs> is nasty though. But but you know what though, I, I'm giving. Uh, T.J. Watt, that same kind of respect. To me, T.J. Watt is up there with a with a Chandler Jones. He might not be <clears throat> exactly on Chandler Jones level right now because he's so young. But I, I mean, yeah. I put him right there with him. T.J. Watt is just that good. He he scared. I'm telling you, he scares me more than J.J. Watt. Of course, J.J. Watt prime. J.J. Watt was next level, but T.J. Watt, he I mean, he's as good as it gets, man. And I believe if we can neutralize him. We'll have some success. I if if you guys are going to match up um, Joe Hayden versus Terry McLaurin, he's going to have a long day. Prime young Joe Hayden was a dog. Oh the yeah, and now he's still very good. He's a very good number two corner, even a number one corner. He's still very good, but he's not that same Joe Hayden that we saw early on. Do you I don't know if you're going to see Joe Joe Hayden try to make that that cover on the corner out there i don't think we're going to sell out to terry mclaurin i think we're going to stick to our defense 
mm-hmm. um, bring up some safeties for some help because Alex Smith isn't going to be bombing the ball. Mm-hmm. So we can we can play a little closer with the safeties between Terrell Edmonds and Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Stephen Nelson's uh, a little bit on the mend, but we may send some speedsters out there with you know Cam Sutton and Justin Lane. Like we're just so deep at some positions. Dude, who who is this Mike guy? Mike is it Mike Hutton? Mike Mike Hilton? Mike Hilton, yeah, dude's who pretty good too, man. That guy, you know what? I picked this guy up in the uh, IDP league that I play with. Um, with um what's barking yes yeah i'm in the brill are you in the brill uh, i'll try to get in the brill you beat me to the spot man oh man well i was i was supposed to get in the brill and then uh, you you beat me to it it was open and i was gonna take it and i didn't yeah i'm, I'm throwing I, the new blood with them though yeah i'm killing it right now i think i'm like 10 and 2 so Damn. far yeah but um yeah I, this mike hilton guy i picked him up because you know earlier on in the year i seen that he was getting a lot of sacks mm-hmm and what – because, look, you guys' defense confuses me. Like, what is he? Is he a corner? Or is yeah, he's he a corner. Hey, he's, a cor- he's a corner that plays like a safety. That's, that's uh, crazy. So, so he, he's technically a corner. Um, he – the tackles come from him filling free safety spots. Mm. So when we're doing pass rush and we're selling out, like he's going to line up as a corner and then he's going to rush like a safety. Okay, so if he's doing that, then what the heck is Minka Fitzpatrick? Like, what what does he play? He plays everywhere, but what is he? Think of Minka like Troy Polamalu. Oh lord, without the pass rush, right? So he's not. He doesn't need to to bomb the, the middle of the the line to to jump in them holes because mm-hmm. he. I think honestly, he's a little bit better at reading the quarterback mm-hmm. than Troy Polamalu was. Troy Polamalu is just a friggin' animal in the field. Right. But if you watch Minka, he just plays so much smart football. And there's a lot of smack talk about Minka, and he wasn't doing much like earlier in the season. Teams don't throw the ball toward him. Exactly. Right? You you cannot talk crap about a guy when he's not getting the ball thrown his way. Right. Like, oh, he's not doing much. Well, he's not doing much because they're not targeting that area of the field. If you can right. shut down 33% of the field there's mm-hmm. with one person, come on. Right. Like, there, there's no reason to talk about him in, in any sort of bad light. He's a shutdown. Right. He's, he's a shutdown safety. So and okay, so Minka Fitzpatrick is a safety. I look, this is good education for me. This is good education <laughs> for any Washington football team fan that doesn't really know where these guys look. Because, like, to be honest, I don't know what he is. All I see he's, him he's free safety is is where okay. technically right, and, and you know the free safety spot in Pittsburgh is kind of like a are you a linebacker right now in this play? Exactly. Are you covering it as a corner? Are you so, lining up like free safety? Are you going to pass rush? What are you going to okay, do? So, so now that I kind of know what Minka Fitzpatrick does, and I know what Mike Hilton does, where the heck does Edmonds play? What is he? Uh, Edmonds is oh, how do you describe it? So he's strong safety. Strong safety. Okay, makes right, sense. but you know he 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 covers like a corner. He can he can do he can oh, do it Lord all too. Mercy, we in trouble. Well, we're in trouble because we don't have the money to pay these dudes next year. And that's awesome. I think that's we're awesome sitting at like negative twelve million on the cap next year. Yeah, we're gonna try to steal Juju from you guys. Like we're gonna try to steal somebody's wide receiver. That's you okay. guys, next man up. We're good. No, no, no. Look, I had the same. I love Mason Juju. But look, look, I had the same conversation with this Pittsburgh guy today. The same guy I'm telling you about. I told him it's gonna be beneficial for Pittsburgh to let Juju go. What hurts? Is not trading Juju this year. 
That's yeah. what it was because you guys would have gotten premium compensation. We're winning now, for, though. Huh? We're win. We're we're going for the we're going for it all. This yeah, is- yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, he's gonna definitely help to to win it all if you guys can, but you guys don't need him. Chase Claypool is the next best thing. But to me, I believe the best wide receiver you guys have right now is Deontay Johnson. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's number one. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at at the target share. Juju draws coverage because Juju's big, Juju's strong. And you watch when he catches the ball, he just runs people over. He drags two people into the end zone with him. Like, he's just a big, strong dude. Right. Right? He he rocked up in the offseason, and dude's just an animal now. Um, Right. What, what's what's brilliant about it is that he draws so much coverage that you got, you know, Deontay Johnson out there who mm-hmm. honestly, like, you know who he looks like to me? Ooh. He looks like A.B. Yeah, yeah. Like young A.B. when he's out there yeah. making nasty cuts and just right. embarrassing people on the field and right. running. There's, there's crossing routes across the field. Like, dude's just shifty. He's quick. He's out there. He's got he's everything. last game questionable hands, but for the most part, he's, he's right. pretty no, solid. No, no, he's been solid because I've – I've been a big fan of his, and, you know, people give props to guys like Terry and DK and A.J. Brown, but they don't put respect on this guy's name because he didn't have Ben last year. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I really don't. You know, uh, but now I, I, we're seeing what he can do. I, I mean, Big Ben is that good. So Big Ben is a guy, to me, that makes a lot of these wide receivers good, but some of these wide receivers come in with special talent, and then with what Ben likes to do, it meshes. It's like – Whoever that's drafting wide receiver for you guys needs to go to the Hall of Fame. Oh, I mean, we can go yeah. back, we can oh, go yeah. back, 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 back to Plaxico. Did you guys draft Plaxico or you guys signed him? I don't remember, man. Well, I, either way, either way, either go, way, we go, we go get players when they're like, "Hey, this guy's gonna work," and let's exactly. do this. So exactly, Mike Wallace, Antonio Brown. I mean, the list goes on. Antonio Holmes. I'm, I mean, I've really Heinz Ward. Heinz, yeah, I've really like, followed. The progression of the even though Martavis Bryant was good first yeah. year, second year, it was just you know the drugs and the alcohol and whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pittsburgh's real good at spotting that stuff too. And yeah. like, hey, you're about to be a problem, get off my team. Exactly. Exactly. And you saw it with Le'Veon Bell, you saw it with yeah. Antonio Brown. And I, you yeah. know, I think Lev Bell might be getting he kind of screwed himself over. Yeah. He took that time off and he's done. I he's I, gonna I, be a career backup. Yeah, and uh, you know what. You know, some people make really good careers out of being career backups. Look Absolutely. at look at Frank Gore. Absolutely, that dude's, that dude's there's nothing, There's nothing wrong with it. He just needs to accept what's going on. It's kind of like Carmelo Anthony in basketball. Yep, yep. He yep, yep. Now, he's now been demoted to a bench guy, and he's now finally accepting that. Look, if I want to stick around in the NBA, I gotta just take that role. It, it's so hard to have longevity, man. It's so yeah. hard, even in the NFL. It's hard to have longevity, yeah. even. Uh, with the size of the teams, mm-hmm. just because there's just so much talent, and everybody's exactly. trying to put you out of a job. Everyone's exactly. trying to put you out of a job, and you got like you just said, Carmelo Anthony. Like you know what? He maybe I'm sure he's accepted it now. Mm-hmm. But you know what? He he's good for the team. Right. He's good for the locker room. He's right. good for getting these guys where they need to be to play good ball. Mm-hmm. And, and and them old wily veterans. Those are the guys that you mm-hmm. need on your team too. And right. it, you know you. you may have to pay them a little more than you want to but they're not getting paid a ton mm-hmm. and they're not eating up you know a ton of cap space if you had to let them go there's not a lot of dead cap you're losing with them or anything like that because of the way the contracts are built for the older guys right so uh, i don't know i i feel like pittsburgh has has done a really good job at managing that 
Mm-hmm. Um, what what are you concerned about matchup wise? You know, we talked about our receivers mm-hmm. uh, coming out here. I, I'm looking at y'all's uh, defense here. Can Kendall Fuller make the coverage happen? Landon Collins on IR, Ruben Foster, linebackers on IR. Yeah. I mean, so Cameron Curl, you got. He's a tackling machine. Cameron Carl's a tackling machine. He he is. Where are you uh, guys going to put him though? Like who 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 do you draw him over to? You know, run down Claypool when he's running on the sideline. Well, the way that we're going to use Cameron Carl is you're going to see him blitz. I believe that. See, you guys have okay. that quick throw. So that quick throw is dangerous. You guys, mm-hmm. to me, my opinion, I see you guys throw to set up the run. But you uh, guys are running we're the We're trying, man, but our run game is rough right now. We gotta- yeah, it, it's rough, but, man, when look, when Big Ben is targeting these guys like he is, and it's like five yards, ten yards, and the way that you guys move the ball, it's yeah. so quick. And you guys' receivers are so unique. Like, Juju can do it inside out. Claypool can do everything. <laughs> the guy yeah. Sick. Yeah. You got James Washington. It's like when you cover everybody, then you got James Washington and, and Ebron. And that's what's so annoying if you're trying to, to defend these guys. So it depends on which Ebron you're getting, man. Are you going to get, you know, foot hands Ebron or are you going to get good hands Ebron? Look, you know what's so funny? We can't cover any tight end. So this just might be the breakout game for Ebron. I mean, man, I, I don't know. I hope so. But. <laughs> So, hey, you know, we'll, we'll see. That's tough. And so, uh, who, who else y'all got? What do you got? So what I see is Big Ben, we're going to come. We're coming after him. And I hope we hit him a good three to four times. If we can get to Big Ben, if we can sack Big Ben, I'll say the number, the magic number is five. I like our chances. Every okay. game that we've won besides one, I think we get to the quarterback anywhere between five to eight sacks. Obviously, we're not going to sack Big Ben eight times. I just don't see that happening. You know, when we yeah, played no Wentz or when we played um, uh, Ben the Ben Dabucci, whatever his name was, and Dalton, we got to those guys six to eight times. Okay. Right. So with Big Ben, he throws the ball so quick. But if we can get him one good time, there might be a, a time or two where you see Cameron Carl come on that sneak. You, you're going to yeah. see the middle linebackers come for that uh, 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 rush because we don't cover well. Our linebackers are weak. They are weak. So that that's a weakness. The linebacker and Troy Acme, our starting safety, well, um, I, I believe that uh, Everett is back. So Everett is back. So that helps. Yeah. That, that helps because if it's Acme, oh, man, Claypool is just going deep all day long. So with our other – Safety coming in. Cam Carl will not be doing any coverage. He is not good in coverage, okay. but he's going to be a guy that that you you can bring closer to the box. He can cover a little bit. Maybe if he's on a tight end, he might be able to do a little something. Or if he's in the flat trying to get to the uh, running backs, that's where you're going to kind of see him have an impact. So but what are you going to do for for corner help? A corner help. We're just praying to God. We just praying to God. <laughs> Um, it's going to be interesting. We have Kendall Fuller, who's who has four interceptions this season, but he also has gotten eight up in some games. You know, you have you have Darby, who has played well all season until I believe it was like the very last game that he didn't play so well. So, I mean, we are, I believe, number one 
in pass defense last I checked. We might not be now because I haven't checked recently, but we have a pretty good pass defense on paper, you know. So it's a pass defense to be reckoned with, but we've never played an offense like the Pittsburgh Steelers. We've never faced three receivers like this. We faced the Cowboys, who have these three really good wide receivers. We faced the Bengals, three really good wide receivers, but not these superstar type receivers that the Pittsburgh Steelers are bringing, you know, to this game. So when you guys, I don't remember when you guys played Dallas, was Dak there or was he uh, No, no, Dak was not there. So Dak was hurt. So right. The first so time that's we a big Dallas, difference, man. Um, yeah. I mean, but we've played, we've played some offenses now. We've played Arizona and we did our thing. We, we, I mean, we held Hopkins to that one lucky touchdown that he got. Um, we've played, uh, who else have we played? We played, um, what's the name? Cleveland. They're mm-hmm. decent in the past game. Supposedly they had OBJ then they had Jarvis Landry, but we, we held our own. So yeah, we've been OBJ is, OBJ's toxic. Yeah. Like, uh, that's a whole he's other still, conversation. Yeah. He's still a guy that you got to cover is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so all through the season, we've played some guys, you know, the I guess the weakness for the Washington football team was the corners. They were like, oh, Kendall Fuller is a slot guy. He can't cover outside. And Kendall Fuller missed like the first couple games. Then they said Darby was burnt toast with Philly, right? Fabian Monroe, he's not ready. Um, uh, Jimmy Moreland, he's another slot guy. So the biggest question mark was the corners. But the yep. corners have been one of, the, one of our strongest positions. Like after that defensive line, it's, the, it's been the corners. The weakness has been the linebackers and the and the um, safeties. Hey, y'all are gonna get ate up across the middle. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I feel bad for you because you know <laughs> Ebron and Johnson out there just exploiting the crap out of the, the middle and of the I, field. I, and I'm telling you, that's just what it's gonna be. I mean, like I, I'm expecting, you know, you guys' offense to move. But let me tell you something though, when you get into the red zone. Don't play with it's us. It's tight. It's tight. I Don't, know. Do not play with us. That's when we play our best. <laughs> that's when we play our best ball. So it's like, yeah, y'all gonna. That's when we're playing our worst ball. <laughs> you know, like, the, the game on Wednesday. I mean, I would. I, you should see me. I was. I was cursed up a storm in my living room. I believe it. Like my my wife was like, I'm gonna be across the street. I don't. I don't want to be here at all for the next three hours. I was like, okay, that's fair. All right. So let's get to our stat predictions for this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's go quarterbacks. Um, what do you see, Big Ben's stat uh, prediction? What do you What do you see? Oh man, I you know I, I I've been struggling with this, and I was thinking about it <laughs> earlier today. I was like, I don't I don't know what Ben's gonna do, and I, I it just depends on how Randy Fickner, our awful offensive coordinator, decides to play the game, mm-hmm. and if we come out firing. How's your offensive line? Let me just go ahead and ask that. How's your we're, offensive we're, line? We're we're fairly healthy. Uh, Marquise Pouncey's out or center, but He's out? J- yeah, JC um, Hat JC Hassenauer, You know he he covers down very well. Uh, uh, I'm not I'm not dead. too worried. You don't know why I say you guys are dead. Pass pro. This is why I say you guys are dead if your center is not there and Pouncey's. He's. I mean, we all know what he brings to the table. Mm-hmm. We have some of the best defensive tackles. We're not even talking about Chase Young or Montez Sweat. We're not talking about those guys. We're talking about the guys who come up the middle, Payne and Allen and Settle. 
settle right so what 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 makes me nervous about it is i don't have james connor uh james i don't connor? no james connor's got covid man Ooh. uh so benny snell is gonna be trying to block these guys coming up the middle Ooh. what what i think might wind up happening <laughs> is you're gonna see some extra help from the tight ends so yeah. vance mcdonald should be playing this game so we're gonna have a little bit of extra pass pro and you may see even in I don't, I don't even know. It depends on what your defense is looking like, but you could see some of our big body guys and Ebron blocking more, Vance McDonald blocking mm-hmm. more, uh, if need be, just to help out the O line. Right. And that that's entirely possible. Uh, but you know, either way, the O line is is pretty healthy. Push comes to shove, man. Like we, yeah. we just get a little extra help back there. But right. Big Ben, I, I don't know. I'm gonna say probably. In the neighborhood, we'll we'll get a little conservative here today. I'm thinking we'll call it 24 for 38 passes, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of the pass rush, somewhere around there, Ben's going to throw the ball quite a bit. So 24 for 38 passes, 270 yards, and that's solid. That's solid. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this right now, and 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 four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Okay. Four touchdowns, and, okay. and I think there's a lot to be learned from the Ravens game and our red zone offense. And I think Tomlin walked off the field pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I've never seen Tomlin walk off the field extremely mad about a win. Well, let me tell you this: if Big Ben gets four touchdowns, you guys win by at least two touchdowns. You guys, yeah. if if he gets four touchdowns, we're not gonna. I don't. I'm only saying that because, no, no, because no. I don't. I think you're going to struggle to cover uh, what, what we're going to wind up doing Look, in the red zone because there's going to be a big rebound game and you're going to see a, a more determined I, and angry Pittsburgh team. On I am not disputing that. It definitely c- could happen. Um, I can definitely see that happening. If that happens, then we definitely lose a game. I don't see us scoring <laughs> more than 21 points. I don't want it to be close, but I feel like it's going to be closer <laughs> than I want it to be. All you right. So, so for me, I believe Alex Smith probably gets under 180 yards, 180 yards. And he's probably going to, mm, I'll give him a touchdown. No, okay. pick. 180 yards, a touchdown, no picks. Now right. we move on to the running backs. Um, who's gonna lead you guys in rushing? Man, who knows? It's looking like it's looking like Benny Snell. Honestly, <laughs> he's not doing great on yards per carry this year. Uh, and, and you know, typical backup role to James Conner. James Conner right. has had some some good games where he's busted mm-hmm. some out. So his yards per carry is a little bit skewed just because of some longer runs. But right, uh, Benny Snell is not that great on over yards per under carry. fifty yards. Over under fifty yards. Mm-hmm. Over. Over okay, over right. fifty um, yards, and I, 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 I might now, now you know what now, <laughs> no, I have, I'm thinking right around fifty yards. I, I'll probably right on the money with fifty yards. I, I like that that over under point. Uh, if you give me fifty and a half, I'm gonna say under. Gotcha. So <laughs> I have Antonio Gibson for about sixty five yards rushing on fifteen carries. I don't see him having a lot of success. Uh, so I give him 15 carries for 65 yards. Okay. And 
Mind you, I still have Alex Smith for the only touchdown. I'll give you my score prediction at the end of this. All right. So, all right. Only one touchdown on offense is going to be Alex Smith, probably to Terry McLaurin on the slant or something. Um, you know, I don't know. So, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we move on to tight ends. Tight ends. Hey, you already over brought it under, up, man. Yeah. Over under what? Over under two drops. Ooh, over. Oh, <laughs> over. Man, dude's got brick hands. He goes out there. It's like it just depends on what size bricks he has on that day. Oh man. Uh, you know, honestly, I over under on two drops. He's going to drop more than two passes. It's just Ebron nature. Uh, what I do think is. Ebron's going to probably account for two of those four Ben Roethlisberger touchdowns. You're going to see Chase Claypool with one and uh, probably Juju with another. Oh, so it just depends on how they want to run the offense, but I think we're going to have to pass the ball to get in the end zone. It wasn't, the run game was not working Mm -hmm. in the red zone at all. And it's easy to watch what Baltimore did and say, yep, all we have to do is, you know, when they take off to the side, just cram the side because they can't block it. Right. And okay. So, so pass rush. Yep. Over under five sacks. Ooh. Wait for who? For Pittsburgh. For Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh on Alex Smith. Over under for five sacks. Uh, I'm gonna go over. I think we're gonna be around seven, seven okay. or eight. If that happens, we're getting pummeled. I'm gonna go under. I'm. I got you guys for four sacks. Your O line's that good. Um, it's not that good, but I'm just hoping. I'm hoping. Okay. You know, hey, nothing wrong. A little optimism. And if we can, like I said, if we can neutralize um, TJ Watt, then I'm not worried. Not that the rest of you guys can't. I mean, you guys got. I mean, you guys are the Pittsburgh Steelers, so mm. um, you guys have people coming from all over. I mean, I expect guys like Minka and Hilton. You know, there's gonna be some blitz. I mean, if you guys are smart, you guys are blitzing. Because yep. he's not going to be able to move. He's going to rattle Alex Smith. And he's going to be forced to throw those check downs to J.D. McKissick. It's going to come down to can J.D. McKissick and Logan Thomas step up. If those two guys can step up, then it can be a nice day for the team. So now, over under J.D. McKissick, uh, I don't know, 10 catches. Under. I, I have so. J.D. McKissick for about seven with, receptions. With Alex Smith having to get rid of the ball that fast? I mean, I hope he gets 10 because I'm starting him in one league. Mm. But I'm going to temper my expectations and say seven. All right. Say seven. All right. Somebody has to catch the ball, and it's going to be him leading us in probably in receptions. So I'm going to say seven. He's definitely going to lead us in targets. He is definitely going to lead us in targets for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Over, under. Two interceptions for the Steelers. I, I think you're right at two. Right at two? Okay. Right at two. I, I, I don't think – I think, you know, the second interception happens and usually the, the game plan changes. Right. Football changes after two interceptions. Okay. And it doesn't matter what team it is. It, right. that's, just, that's just the nature Absolutely. of the game. I mean, turnovers. Like, you can't afford turnovers. Right. This Especially is against a, a high-power offense. Right. Like you this just, is a you game can. where I feel like Alex Smith is going to take care of the ball. At least I hope he does. I rather him I rather him get sacked than him trying to make a play. Why? Right. So, That's when he gets ugly. I, I think, you know, the, the, the sack factor 
mm-hmm. and getting hit when he's releasing the ball is going to happen, and that's when the interceptions are going to happen. He is right. very, very smart with the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think you know a a well protected pass is going to get intercepted from Alex Smith. Okay. It's just going to be a, either pressure or him getting hit. Okay, give me your final score for the game. <clears throat> final score for the game, Pittsburgh. 38 and the Washington football team 17 17 okay my prediction for the game is Washington 13 Pittsburgh 10 um <laughs> yeah we will see what Hang happens maybe me spit out my whiskey come on hey. that's expensive stuff 13 to 10 we will see what happens i have a plan in my mind how we're going to play defense. We're going to see if what's happening in my mind is happening in, in the game. Um, I see this being a low, low-scoring game. I don't see the Washington football team scoring more than 21. I have us under 21 points. And I feel like this could be a game that the Pittsburgh Steelers are overlooking. They're looking at us like this team has no name. This team is – you know, they're not good. We have a four and seven record. Um, I don't think we make that mistake again. We did it on Wednesday <laughs> against Baltimore. It ain't happening. So we'll, we will see what happens. And then it's a weird game on a Monday at like, I think it's four Eastern. Yeah. I'm going to have to leave work a little, little early. Yeah. So, I'm uh, people at I, can't even record the game. I can't even record the game because the game's not going to be on TV for those people that are not local. It's not a, your typical Monday night football game, so that sucks yeah. for those of us who live in Nashville and other places. So, um, yeah, that's my prediction. So we've have so we've had our game predictions, uh, stack predictions, individual predictions, predictions of the game. Uh, we'll see what happens. Do you have any closing words before we end this episode? Uh, yeah. Go Steelers. Go Steelers. Go. All right, we'll see. We'll see. There we go. So. My closing words is this is going to be the day that you guys realize that this that this team with no name is coming. Dude, uh, hold on. Team with no name, you're the Washington football team. Nah, I think a, that's a dude, is that that to me that's one of the coolest names in football. Nah, I love it. I you know, it. you know you you listen to Bark talk about it too and he's like he's like I love it. I I actually do love it. The Washington football team. I like, hate it. I hate it with a passion. Man, I know you. You still got the Redskins but, logo up. Yeah, and, and everything. I have the Redskins logo. Is I'm just waiting for just something permanent. I just don't want to switch my because when you have a podcast <laughs> and things change, people kind of. So I've been kind of build. I've been building. It might fade off. Yeah, you know, like oh, he's selling out. Oh, you know this, that, and the other. Yeah, right. you you know your audience. You know the crowd. So you should know where I live. Right, and where I live. Right, I live forty minutes south of Washington D.C. Wow, I'm in. It's called the Northern Neck area of Virginia. Mm-hmm. So you come down three hundred one out of D.C. Mm-hmm. Right, cross the bridge into Virginia, and there I am. <laughs> right, so all around me is these these Washington Redskins fans. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's Redskins flags everywhere. It's right. crazy. You know what other flags are everywhere? What Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, you guys are everywhere. Like we I, are everywhere. There's a lot. One of my best friends is a Steelers fan here in Nashville. So, and right. whenever we I go was, to our favorite sports bar, and it's the Pittsburgh and whoever, 
You mm. got to show up in your black and yellow, terrible towels. Yeah. Your thing. But, yeah, man, it's been a great episode. Thank you so much for coming on. I know mm. I come on late, but uh, thank you so much for, you know, coming on. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely collab more in the future. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. That's yeah, we got some draft stuff to talk about. We got some fantasy stuff to talk about, especially in the off season when we're doing the you know, dynasty rankings and all that stuff. So you'll either be on this pod or you'll be on the other pod, but I'll definitely love to pick your brain uh, for fantasy. Yeah, man, uh, I'll talk fantasy with you whenever you want, really. I, you know, I, I play a lot of dynasty. Um, I play some IDP stuff uh, right now. I'm definitely not in 14 leagues. Maybe if you're listening, I'm not in 14 leagues. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I play quite a bit of fantasy football. And I'm not in 15. Commissioner, quite a few. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm in a bunch of leagues, and I think uh, Bark's League took me over to the top. So, guys, you guys can find Rob where? I am at Backrow Steelers on Twitter, also at Backrow Steelers on the Instagram, and... Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much where I live is Twitter, not so much Instagram. I probably should a little more to promote, but uh, I do love me on the, love my, my stuff on the Twitter. There's a lot of good stuff to be had there. Awesome. So two more things I got to say. So, hey, everybody who's listening to Washington fans, make sure you guys find Rob, and let's blow him up on Twitter when we win this game oh, on Sunday. Blow him up. Matter of fact, you know, but, you know please now. do. Please do. You guys can start now. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, thank you guys so much for checking out the Back Row Redskins show. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Back Row Redskins. Let's get it. We out. You. Yep. Thanks for listening. See you next time on the Back Row Steelers show.